Hello and welcome to Teaching with Mr. Chun. I'm your host, Ankit Chun. I'm a fifth grade teacher in East San Jose and I'm interested in amplifying student voice. Today, we'll be talking about stories. More specifically, the story of self. So let's get started. Shelter in Place sent us all home last March. And although it was difficult to transition in-person instruction to distance learning, the relationship that you built with your students created the foundation that allowed learning to continue. With California schools opening up with the distance learning model for everyone's safety, establishing a relationship with your students is the priority. Now, one popular activity is to have students complete an activity to share about themselves. This could be the All About Me posters that you can get at teacher stores. It could be a Google slide template that students complete and share as we integrate technology tools. How much are we informed with these types of activities though? What we get from these types of activities are facts. It's a surface level understanding of our students. So how can we understand our students better to learn what they value or what drives their choices? So how can we leverage students' experiences to build this bridge? Tonight is a particular honor for me because, let's face it, my presence on this stage is pretty unlikely. My father was a foreign student, born and raised in a small village in Kenya. That is, of course, none other than Barack Obama sharing his story of self. At the 2004 Democratic National Convention, Obama's storytelling resonated that night with those listening. That was the beginning of his journey where it would make him the future face of the Democratic Party. So what is the story of self and how can it help you connect with your students remotely? Marshall Gons of Harvard's Kennedy School of Government is credited with influencing Barack Obama's 2008 presidential campaign. Gons's What is Public Narrative talks about how stories tell about your life and values. Your story is something that you tell again and again and again. It changes as you go through new experiences and you see things differently. It is a story that one shares with their audience to inform them of who they are. And if you don't tell your story, someone else will tell it for you. So what can teachers do? Teachers will be getting a class list in their hands very soon. One look at the class list and the names we read evoke certain perceptions, judgments really. We hear a lot of our students from many sources. We can hear about them from their previous teachers. If we had their older siblings, then we might have heard a few stories about them. But remember, it's from the older siblings' perspective. We will also hear about students from their parents. What parents hope for, what parents believe their child is like. Oftentimes, we know that students aren't always the same when it comes to home life and school life. One source that is rarely given a voice is the student themselves. The story of self will give them that voice that is rightfully theirs to share. There are three components that must be addressed in the story of self. First, challenge. At some point in your life, you face a challenge. It could be external or internal. There can actually be many challenges, but students will have to decide for themselves what challenge 
they feel best represents who they are. Two, the choice. Your response to the challenge demonstrates your perseverance. It is also empowering since it is your action that overcomes the challenge. Students are going to have to be able to verbalize what did they do? How did they make a choice to overcome their hurdle? And third is the outcome. This is the moral. The reason that explains who you are at this moment in time. Now, for our context, this allows us as teachers to gain insight into the perceptions our students have of themselves. This is invaluable as it will tell us of their previous experiences in school. Their self-identity will help determine what they can do. If a student can envision it, they can achieve it. And we can get this from listening for their challenge, their choice, and their outcome. The act of telling the story of self is also empowering for students who might have been told differently in their previous experiences. An example is a student whose teachers have low expectations because they speak a language in their home other than English. Now, by simply having an accent, they could be treated differently and therefore not equitably. Now, mind you, we are talking about someone who can communicate in two languages. Think about the capacity that has to be built for someone to be able to do so. There are also students who are not expected to do much because their older siblings struggled and so they will not succeed also. The generalization that similar circumstances are accurate indicators of outcome is just not true. And also students who are judged on physical features like their skin color, which has no correlation with the character they have within or their ability to succeed. The story of self for these students is actually a counter story. So what is a counter story? Daniel Serlazano and Tara Yoso go into further detail in their article, Critical Race Methodology, Counter Storytelling as an Analytical Framework for Education Research. They contend that the act of storytelling challenges preconceived biases that are taken as true. Our own experiences and history influences how we interact with people. Each student comes to us as their own person with their own unique experiences in history. Our interaction with them is to be determined by our relationship with them, not our past relationships with someone who resembles them. When we get to hear students share their voice, they are establishing a new connection with us, one that allows us to invest in their growth as a person. Counter storytelling informs us of what is possible, and it does so in four distinct ways. Solazarno and Yasso state the four functions as the following. First, build communities for those on the margins. In our class, those are the quiet students, the ones that don't think their voice is worth as much as their classmates. Having our students practice their voice empowers them, and we are giving them the safe space that they need so that they can advocate for themselves. Two, challenge perceived wisdom to change belief systems. Now, again, we get some information, but we often leave out the most pertinent source, the students in our class themselves. When they share their voice, it develops our understanding of who they are so that we can see them beyond just the physical features. Third, open new windows and to show that people are not alone. 
By hearing their stories, teachers and students will find more similarities than they could have expected. Even if we come from different places, even if we do not share certain commonalities, we are more similar than you think. And fourth, stories are told from the perception of the speaker. So once the speaker shares with the public, we can combine elements of both their story and the reality that we share with them in our new shared space. This allows us to construct a new world that's richer than either their story or our understanding of the world before we heard their story. Distance learning is not going to allow us to interact in person with our students. The act of telling such a personal story develops trust between our students and us. What else can teachers learn about students from their story of self? Students' story of self can tell us more about their family, which is another bridge that can connect us with them. What we can learn of our students are their community cultural wealth. So what is community cultural wealth? Taro Yasuo uses critical race theory to define community cultural wealth as assets that students have access to that helps them to work through institutions. They are, one, aspirational. Now, this is the drive to achieve in the face of challenges that are external or internal. This is when we're talking about the self-confidence a student has to continue to push forward towards their goal, even if they have people who are telling them that they might not be able to make it. Second, linguistic. Now, this is the ability to communicate in multiple contexts. Often, this is language, such as when a student is the interpreter for their families. Another way to think about it is how students are able to communicate in different social contexts, from the playground, to their home, to the classroom, the ability to communicate depending on what situation they're in. Third, familial. Now, students are close with their immediate and extended families, and what this provides for them is the emotional support and the moral values that they hold dearly for themselves. And that's something that we want to learn more about because when we can understand what their values are, we can connect to them much better. Fourth, social. Now, this is the connection that students have with those outside of families, their families that inform them how to navigate society. These are the friends and the neighbors that help them along as they all move through society. Fifth, navigational. Now, these are the skills that students have to navigate social institutions that are not familiar or it might require an action that is not intuitive to the student. Navigational in the sense that they understand that they can be flexible and make use of what tools they have to get through the hurdle in front of them. And six is resistance. Yep, the oppositional behaviors when students feel their culture or rights are being treated as secondary to others. That is a wealth. That is standing up for themselves. Now, our perspectives of educators impacts each action, each word in our interactions with students. So by identifying the assets, by verbalizing it for them and helping them put it into words, we will help reinforce that part of their self-identity. Now, if we add it all up, 
it will be able to help students persevere during distance learning because they know you know them. And that connection will help both of you make it through this challenging time. So teachers, hear your students as they tell their counter stories. We have talked about how perception is someone's reality. To be able to understand what they value allows us to facilitate their learning since it informs how we interact with them. Will they need time to struggle to succeed since they shared a moment of perseverance? Will they need a partner since dialogue with a peer helps them comprehend content? You'll understand how to work with them better by listening to their story. With so many kids that are coming into your classroom this upcoming year, you probably need a couple of different ways. For example, if you were working with younger students, having them draw or adding pictures to a Google slide to guide their sharing would be helpful for them. For older students, you could have them share themselves at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year using Flipgrid or another video response tool. They can see what areas of growth that they've recognized in themselves. By sharing stories of self, you will better understand who your students are. This will create a strong foundation for your classroom community. Along with other connections, you'll be able to help students persevere through this year of distance learning. They'll keep logging in because they know you care. They got to share their voice and you heard them. Now, over the course of the year, some of the bridges that you've created with them won't stand up to the ups and downs of the school year. It could be an offhand comment. It could be an F on an assignment. So don't forget to keep building those bridges. Listening to their story of self is a good start. So make time for them. We make time for things we prioritize. So let them know they matter by giving them the space to share their story. Also, don't forget to share your story too. I'd like to end this podcast with a special thanks to Dr. Rebecca Bursiaga and Dr. Pedro Cuevas. Their work and guidance has supported my learning around the use of story of self. Also, I'd like to thank fellow member of the Emancipatory Leadership for School program, Al Gonzalez. His support helped bring clarity to my message, and I am grateful for his insights. Thanks again for joining me today. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't forget to share your story and build those connections with your students.